What's up, competitors? Welcome back to the Compete Everyday Podcast. My name is Jake Thompson. I'm excited to hang out with you today as we are taking questions from the audience. Uh, I've, over the past few months, I've been asking questions to our Facebook community about different issues and topics they wanted to see us focus on here on the podcast, challenges that they were facing, ways that we could help them overcome those challenges. Our goal here at the company is to help you win your work, your workouts, and your life. And a lot of that starts with our mental game, with our personal responsibility, with our actions around our controllables. So today's episode, I want to answer one of the questions about what do you do with those, quote, just-in-case excuses. How do we get rid of those excuses that we find ourselves just hanging on to, putting in our back pocket, saving for just the right moment? So I'm going to dive into that today. We're going to talk about how we get rid of those just-in-case excuses, how we can start leveling up our actions every day. But before I dive in, to join that Facebook community, to submit uh, a question, a challenge, something you're facing you want us to tackle on the show, you have two options. The first, email me directly at podcast at competeeveryday.com or the option I would recommend because it will help you get connected with other ambitious people, other driven people looking to better compete in their workouts, their career, and their life. And that is joining our free community at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. Sign up, tell us you found out about it here on the podcast, jump in the group, say hi, and get connected with other people. Our Facebook group is doing monthly challenges each month. Uh, We've done the burpee challenge, we did a plank challenge. This month is all about tackling squats, uh, getting low to the ground, building up our strength and endurance so that we tackle a thousand squats in one day. Next month we'll have a new challenge and so jump in there, get connected with other people, ask those questions, get those questions answered, find out ways you can level up in your life and better compete for the things that matter and the people you love. Now, let's get into the story around those just-in-case excuses. I'm going to call you out, but I'm going to do it with love, with accountability, because I want you to win. And so we're going to address those excuses. We're going to call out the reasons we use them, address them, and then we're going to talk about the five things you can do to get past them. Let's go. excuses like we do old clothes, old furniture, things that we hang on to forever instead of cleaning our house and selling things and getting rid of them like we know we need to because we're not actually using those things anymore. We tend to hang on to some excuses the same way. We, we tend to put them in our back pocket and save them for that just in case moment we need to, to use that card to get out of this situation. It's funny the way our brains work, you know, I just had our first garage sale in our house after being here for like five years. I was laughing. I told my wife, like, we can't buy anything else. Like, you don't need to buy any more clothes, anything else until we get rid of all the crap we're accumulating. We had boxes in the garage and like probably a lot of you listening to this, you see something and you have this idea that, well, maybe I'll use that one day. Maybe even though I haven't used it for the last five plus years, Maybe there's a chance I'm going to need that item, and I, and I can't bear to get rid of it. In reality, you, you have the garage sale like we did. The things that were left over, we packed up, took to Goodwill, we took to some different donation centers, but we just cleaned out. We got rid of so many things that we weren't using. And the exercise is important for a few reasons. One, it creates space. 
Uh, it helps you get rid of crap you just don't need. Two, it might flip your perspective a little bit. It might see how much you're buying that you actually don't need and, and maybe discourage you from that next purchase you're thinking about. But more than that, it frees you up. It frees you up for, for having more space to do things, from less things that you have to worry about. And I got to thinking that a lot of the same things apply when it comes to our life and come to our excuses. You see, just like that house cleaning that we tend to avoid, that garage sale we tend to avoid, we tend to avoid getting rid of our excuses. We know, we know that we should get rid of this. But for some reason, deep down, we just love to hang on to it. Like, I'm going to put it in my pocket just in case I need it. Just in case I need that out, I'm going to save this one. And all we're doing by holding on to the excuse is ultimately preventing ourselves from reaching that full potential. The excuses hold us back. They prevent us from going all out. It's kind of like a, a safety net. But instead of actually providing a safety, it's preventing us from ever fully investing in our growth. We're held back. We're confined to living life short of what we're actually capable of. You can't go all in. You can't dive all in if, if your toes dipped over here and you're holding on to something else. You can't go all in on that relationship if you're still partially connected with that other person or thinking about that other person. You can't go all in on that new hustle, the new build, if, if you've also got your focus in 10 different other places. See, most of us, if we're honest, we just hang on to those excuses, that one just-in-case excuse, because we're afraid. Maybe we're terrified of going all in after that goal because well, what happens if we miss up? What happens if we fall short? Who, who do we become as a person if we don't actually reach the goal we've set? You know, th these thoughts that we have about our self-worth, our identity, directly tied to our goals and our pursuits, they just run wild in our head. We're afraid that anytime we come up short in pursuing a goal, that it somehow impacts our self-worth, that who we are as a human, how much value we can bring to the world and to the relationships is impacted whether or not we hit our goal. That's just not the case. It's not true that your worth is directly tied into whether you achieve that fitness goal this year, whether you achieve that career goal this year or not. It's just not the case. But somehow we attach the two in our head. So in order to combat any potential loss of worth or identity, we hang on to these excuses so that we always have an out if something doesn't work out. We always have an escape if it, things aren't going our way. But that's got to end. Like you've got to cut that off and kill it if you ever want to reach your full potential. If you want to have your best career, you've got to quit constantly looking at other jobs and trying to do other things and go all in on the job that fits your skill set. If you want to have a great relationship, you got to quit swiping right. you got to quit getting on the dating sites and go all in on that relationship with that person, knowing that no relationship is perfect, but you're determined to make it work because it's healthy and you communicate well. You can't go all in and make a relationship great if you're looking elsewhere. You can't go all in and make a business great if you're trying to do every other thing. Same with your training. If you're not being smart about your training, if you're not following a plan, if you're trying to do 50 different things at a time, you're not going to get the results you want. And so what I want to do today is talk about five steps that every competitor must take in order to cut loose those just-in-case excuses, so you can start living your best life. Cut loose the excuse and start competing for your best life. 
The first thing that you have to do in order to get rid of those excuses is to own your role and your controllables fully. Own your role. Own your life and your controllables fully. You may not be exactly where you want to be this moment. It's okay. There's a lot of us that aren't. We may not be in the career spot we want. We may not want to have the, have the health that we want. We may not be where exactly we want to be in our life. But in order for us to change our situation, we have to first accept our own responsibility for getting to this point. We have to own the actions that brought us to this point. We have to acknowledge them. We got to write them down. Then we have to set out to correct them. You may be thinking, hey, listen, it's not my fault I'm in this spot. It's somebody else's fault that I am where I am. It's so-and-so's fault that I am where I am. And yeah, there's a lot of situations that other people have influenced where you are. But their influence doesn't 100% control where you are because you had actions that played a part. You made decisions, you made choices, you accepted things from other people that put you in that position. And so it may not entirely be your fault, but there are parts of it that are. And so you have to acknowledge that and own that. Because in every situation, we only and always control our attitude, our effort, our actions, and our focus. Doesn't matter what someone else does to us, what someone else says to us, what the weather is like, if we're motivated or if we aren't, if we think someone else screwed us over and left us in this spot or not, we still control those four things. You still control your attitude, your effort, your actions, and your focus. What kind of attitude are you going to choose to have? How much effort are you going to choose to give? What actions will you choose to take? And where are you going to choose to focus? You control that. No one else. You can't make the excuse that so-and-so made you mad. You chose to be mad. You can't make the excuse that so-and-so left you because you might have chosen to stay in that situation. You can't say that so-and-so put you here and ruined your life and did all this because you had a hand in some of it. So let's get past what the past was and start looking at what we control and what we do next. The most powerful skill we have in our life is not battling the things that happen to us. It's not dealing with the things that happen to us. It's responding to them. The most powerful skill we have is the response to things when they don't go our way is the response to people that don't treat us the way we want to be treated, is our response to being put in a situation we don't want to be in. That's the most powerful thing we have, and that starts with those four controllables. starts with owning them every day. That's what leadership is about, personal ownership, claiming full responsibility for every one of our decisions versus shifting blame and shifting responsibility to someone else. It's not saying it's their fault I'm in this mess. They're the reason I'm here. I didn't do anything wrong. It's all on them. It's looking at that situation and saying, where can I do better? What was my role in this situation? What do I need to do to improve? It's about owning that because we all have some ownership in every situation, every relationship, and every position we find ourselves in. Don't believe the lie that you can be the victim. You can't be the victim and the competitor in that situation. You have to choose. A competitor isn't lulled into thinking they're blameless. What they do is they take ownership. They seize the opportunity to solve their own problems, even if they aren't 100% responsible for those problems. A competitor seizes the opportunity to solve their own problems, even if they aren't 100% responsible for those problems. Getting rid of those excuses starts with owning your life and controlling your controllables.
It's not about what someone else did, what someone else said, what position you're in. It's about how you respond to it right now. Number two, you have to take action. You have to compete every day. If we're honest, most of our excuses are directly connected to the feeling of fear we have toward failure. Others' opinions, the unknown, the things that make us uncomfortable, that give us this, ooh, gross, uh, sticky feeling in our guts. Like, that's fear. It's one of the primary reasons we use excuses. We're afraid to do something, plain and simple. And instead of leaning into that fear, we use the excuse to escape the situation, to escape feeling that or facing that fear and having those feelings. We just try to run as if running away ever solved anything. You know what actually shuts up fear? You know what silences that feeling and that fear and those doubts? Taking action. Taking action and competing every day helps silence those fear. It lowers our desire to use excuses and quit. Even when we take the smallest step forward, we combat the natural desire to run from things that cause us fear. It's not about motivation. Hell, it's not even about being fearless. You don't have to be fearless to take action. It's just about taking the step forward. You're not going to be fearless. Most people still feel afraid. They just choose to take action. They acknowledge to themselves, I'm afraid, I'm terrified, but I'm still committing to move forward. I'm still showing up and choosing to compete. So you got to take the damn step even if you're still afraid of failing because you're going to gain confidence every step you take. You're going to start to silence those negative thoughts, those negative doubts every step forward you take, but you can't do it standing there. You can't do it running from the fear. You have to take the step forward. So you have to take action every single day. Number three, set small benchmarks. I've talked about this on previous episodes, but many times we save those just-in-case excuses for the big stuff. We want to have that out sitting in our back pocket so when we're going after that big goal, doing the important work, once we figure out how hard it is or how far we have left to go, we can play that excuse and suddenly quit. We can wash our hands of the situation and say, it's too hard, it's too far, I can't do that. As if the easy things we do in life will make us proud. As if the simple and easy and convenient choices we make are the ones that inspire other people, are the ones that give us the life we want, that create the things we desire. It's the challenging that makes us better. We have to learn going after those big goals to set small benchmarks, set little short checkpoints all along the way. Because what it's going to do is keep us focused on the short term and remove our need for a quick out. It's going to remove the need to have that exit strategy because we're just thinking about getting to that next checkpoint. Every time we reach that checkpoint, we increase our motivation. We continue to press onward. We remove every excuse to quit because we're just looking at the next checkpoint. We're not looking 15, 100, 1500 miles down the road. We're just looking right in front of us at the next step. Short-term focus on today's progress and taking the necessary action steps to remove our need for this just-in-case excuse because we aren't consumed with how much work is left, how hard it is, or how far we have to go. We're just focused on getting to that next spot. So you have to set small benchmarks along the way. Number four, this is going to be a big one. This is going to hit a lot of you between the eyes, but you have to train yourself to focus on progress not perfection. Progress, not perfection, because perfection is a myth. Perfection is a myth. Most people cling to their just-in-case excuse because they want to have that exit strategy when they get afraid. 
or they want to have that exit strategy when their initial work maybe doesn't go as well as they planned. Maybe it's sloppy. There's a quote circulating on social media we shared in our Facebook group recently. I think it was written initially by John Acuff, and it says, be brave enough to suck at something new. Be brave enough to suck at something new because for most of us, we have this idea in our head that unless we're perfect from the start, we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't walk into the gym until we're already in shape. We shouldn't try that new workout routine, sign up for that race until we're already perfect. We shouldn't try building that new skill or designing that thing or writing until we're flawless. And that thinking is what leads so many people to miss out on ever reaching their full potential. They never even come close to scratching the surface because they're so consumed with this idea of I can't be perfect, I can't start, that they die at life's starting line. They die sitting there waiting, believing they have to be perfect. And all the while, the people succeeding, doing great things are just freaking running. They don't care if it's sloppy and slow and they're unorganized and they look weird as all get out. They're just trying to run and make progress knowing they're going to get better with every step. There's no such thing as a perfect start. Everyone starts sloppy. Even people that have natural ability and inclinations, they're not perfectly skilled at doing the right work until they start doing the work and can slowly improve. The sooner we learn to remove the weight of expecting perfect, that elephant that's on so many of our shoulders, the pressures that we think we have to be so perfect, if we can get rid of that and just focus on progress, Focus on answering the question, how can I do better today? The sooner we're going to be able to achieve that greatness. See, that's the funny part. A lot of us are too afraid to start because we don't want to look sloppy, but yet we so badly want to be great. We want to achieve so much. However, we don't achieve so much. We don't do great things until we just start sloppy and ugly and learn how to make it better. If we want the greatness, we got to grind through the junk and gunk. It's a slow process, but if you're focusing on your small benchmarks from number three and just worrying about making progress each day, you can reach those goals without clinging to your excuses. So number four, focus on progress and get out this idea of perfection from your head. Leave it behind with that excuse. And number five, you got to have an accountability partner that holds you to the plan. See, friends who allow you to continually use those excuses to pull that card out and play it, they're probably not your actual friends. Because true friendship requires both parties being willing to hold each other accountable to an agreed-upon standard. They'll call you out on your shit. That's what a great accountability partner is. They call you out on it. They're crucial to cutting loose our excuses, to cutting them out of our life. If you haven't listened to it yet, search the episode, you're starting five. Go back, dive into the importance of relationships, but know if you want to get rid of those excuses, they're key. I myself have coffee on the first and third Thursday every month with one of my accountability partners. On the first of the month, we sit down together, we write down the three things we plan to accomplish that month. We give the other person the list. And then the following month when we sit down, we go through that list of three. Did we get it done or did we not? Because if we didn't, the other accountability partner is going to call us out. If I don't get my three done, I'm going to be called out. I can't use the excuses. I got too busy. I was working on this. I was doing that. I committed to getting it done. So they're going to call me out. Then they're going to encourage me and help me make the plan to get it done, to shift my focus back on what it needs to be. 
to cut all the excuses out that we're hanging on to, find the friend that's willing to give you the scissors. To cut the excuses out you keep hanging on to, find that friend who's willing to give you those scissors. Listen, getting rid of your safety net is crucial if you want to succeed. We only fool ourselves into believing that we can reach our goals while still hanging on to those excuses, those just in case, eh, if I get there, maybe I'll need this. You got to learn to cut loose the excuses holding you back so you can really start competing every day for what you desire. If you don't desire it, if it's not that important, then hell, cling to your excuses. Hang on to them. Go to sleep with them. Cuddle with them. I don't care. But don't tell me you have goals and things you want to achieve because what you've done is choose having excuses over making progress. You get to choose. You can keep the excuses, live within your comfort zone, be complacent, and then complain about the things you didn't achieve, or you can cut them loose, start competing, and go get your goals. But you can't do both. So this week, choose wisely. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. To join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.